He's an expert in identifying the VUCA leadership growth traits in professionals and mapping with the industry expectation. An executive and leadership coach, she coaches business leaders, C-suite professionals, senior executives, and student leaders to identify and utilize their inner strengths. ICF CCA certified conflict management coach and a life coach. She specializes in coaching professionals on workplace conflicts. She coaches CXOs and entrepreneurs who focus on creating a powerful brand by working on their attitude, behavior, and communication with the internal as well as external stakeholders. The growth becomes the byproduct. Yes, Shubhalakshmi Narsimhan enables them to introspect, connect through difficult conversations to create personal branding and professional growth strategy. Also, she helps them write a resume, profile, LinkedIn, cover letter, case studies, research, white papers, and book writing needs. In today's episode, let us get to Subha's insights on conflict management in the hybrid teams. In fact, Subha is not new to TGV listeners. She has done her first episode with TGV in 2020 and covering an important topic which was about growth mindset in UCA world. In case if you guys haven't tuned into that, I strongly recommend you to tune into episode number 24. And she also hosted the host of TGV, that is me and Sudhakar, as part of our 125th milestone episode. And she's one of the selfless leaders that I came across in my life, who is always reachable for any help. In fact, she has introduced us to many speakers to the TGV platform, and we are really extremely proud and privileged to be associated with uh, Subha. This is the Guiding Voice podcast series, TGV for a better future. This podcast is to help professional students, IT employees and entrepreneurs to shape their careers. So folks, in case if you haven't rated our podcast on Apple, or Podchaser request you to provide your rating and leave your candid review because every rating and review will motivate us to bring in more and more useful content to you. And if there is a constructive feedback, it will be received with the right spirit and you will see us grow. This is your host, Navin Samala, and I have about 18 years of rich and diverse experience in the IT industry. And in every episode, we interact with industry experts or thought leaders or academicians or coaches across the globe to drive some insightful conversations that will help our audience learn some amazing stuff. Also, we share an interesting trivia or a fun fact towards the end. And folks, you'll acquire more knowledge per every minute by tuning into TGV than any other podcast in this space. Thank you so much for tuning in. Subha, welcome back to TGV. How are you? Thank you. Awesome, awesome. I'm doing very well, Naveen. Hope everything is going great with you. Absolutely. Yeah, we are cruising towards our 200th episode and uh, many more to come. We are going to revamp TGV as well. So you'll see a lot of uh, exciting stuff coming in 2022 and beyond. Fantastic. fantastic. Always, always a pleasure uh, interacting with you, Naveen. And the audience of TGV, you know, as you said, I'm not new to TGV. I've interacted with the audience. And then I also had the privilege of, you know, sitting at the other end of the table where I interviewed you, know, you and uh, Sudhakar as a part of one 25th uh, you know, episode. It's been total, total pressure you know, interacting with you all. And especially, you know, I, I think I am the one who has been seeing uh, since the days TGV has been taking its, you know, baby steps. Yeah, great to see TGV going heights. Glad to be a part of this journey, impacting millions of lives around the globe. Uh, I mean, I'm all, you know, ears as well. You're here to share 
my expertise on the topic absolutely and indeed it's pleasure to connect with you and uh, have another wonderful episode with you so subha let's start with uh, the top 3 things because i off late i've been asking all the leaders that are joining the tgv saying that hey what are the top 3 things that i will view to reach your current position okay. this is uh, in fact a uh, you know great question navin because you know since we all have stepped into 2022 past few weeks has been you know journey of introspection reflection of you know where i started and you know, how the journey has been where i'm going uh, that introspection and reflection also kind of helped me to realize certain attributes that i have been carrying along if you ask me to pinpoint three first what comes to my mind is topic that we had a discussion earlier yeah growth mindset you know definitely that's been one of my you know core strength growth mindset along with keen attention to prioritize what is important at that moment you know that is something that i would like to take it as point number 1 then the second trait is strategic thinking yeah i'm able to kind of see what is ahead you know how i'm going to travel at the same time being flexible enough to survive through this uka scenario we are all in and then the third and i feel like it's you know most important for all of us each one of us you know whoever is listening to this podcast is clarity on higher purpose and revisiting tracking measuring the progress periodically which is very important to reach the destination that we all would like to travel towards beyond quoting all these you know the three traits i would like to take this as an opportunity to thank show my gratitude to all my you know family friends mentors coaches you know tgv platform especially each one of you for all the support that i have been receiving especially my clients they have been my you know lighthouse supporting you know the tools they have been the motivating factors for each step that i am taking in this journey especially you know tough ones who have helped me to build that extreme resilience to you know survive and then you know succeed as well yeah in this journey thanks for asking that question navin i'm so grateful wonderful yeah prolific insights i would say and you are one individual who always has that uh, gratitude right i think it is going to take you places for sure and you always express gratitude and being thankful to everything that is around you <laughs> all right and so let's move on to the core of today's topic sure. the hybrid teams right with the third wave kicking in yes. right in most of the countries and the hybrid teams is going to be the future of workspace right yes. there is no doubt about it so what's your overall take on the hybrid teams in general definitely you know i mean see hybrid teams you know it may look like a buzzword yeah but in fact uh, many global organizations have already been at- attempting and adapting to this particular business model most of the uh, you know organizations who have already adapted especially the technology product companies they cite this particular business model as a high productive one what exactly happens in uh, you know hybrid models a particular you know uh, part of the team the organization the teams they work from office premises the rest of the teams work remotely it could be the you know decision makers versus the you know people who are executing the you know the strategy or vice versa depending on the industry the organization belongs to in this yes as you said you know this hybrid model is definitely is to stay for a long period especially now that we have been seeing new mutants of covid-19 you know coming up the probability of more organizations adapting to the business model is also high as i mentioned already this has been cited you know seen as a highly productive and profitable business model mainly because as most of us you know the teams are working from remotely or from home 
they work 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 yeah 24 by 7 they dedicate their you know energy time and effort to the role that they are playing however as i have been interacting with the you know my coaching clients right uh, from multi generation across the globe almost 90% of them they want to go back to office work from office premises and there are you know conflicting uh, you know information coming in you know perspectives coming in before talking about my take on this hybrid you know team or this particular business model i would like to share something yeah i listened to a ted talk by susan pinker who is a social science columnist yeah her ted talk is all about longevity people who are living for a long time she has observed the lifestyle of you know centenarians and she has also referred to a research done on longevity by julian holt who is a researcher from brigham young university uh, she susan shares a lot of strategies to you know live longer but i have picked two critical uh, you know attributes from her talk one is close relationships the second is social interaction these two i would like all our listeners to take as a keyword yeah two different keywords we are going to talk about when it, when we are discussing on hybrid teams what exactly happens as a part of hybrid team again most of them are working virtual right a team is working from office premises rest of them are working remotely so the human to human connect is you know it's it's gone minimal yeah nil or minimal the you know so called distractions like you know coffee break or a, you know casual chit chat during the you know snack break and all used to contribute to that you know human to human connect even major decisions being made you know during that uh, as a part of casual interaction but now we are missing that i am concerned that this hybrid model if not implemented properly if not taken care of this close relationship human to human connection the social interaction carefully there is a possibility of we recreating golden egg story yeah we are going to make everybody work very very hard where productivity goes high profitability goes high but we don't know what is going to happen to the humans who are working in our organization our employees right so hybrid as far as my take is concerned hybrid business model is definitely a profitable high productive model but unless an actionable discipline is installed by the management and it should be followed by the employees right even though organizations may come up with the cultural you know changes and all as a part of this but it is the responsibility of each and every one of us the employees to follow that discipline so that this can become a successful business model yeah so are we working anything towards making it as a successful model yeah where are we focusing is the question that i am having you know navin this is my take on this yeah excellent insights so one thing that resonated with me is i am missing those office days because typically if you happen to take a coffee break you come across two or three people and we have that informal engagement how are things going on and we get rid of the stress associated with our day to day business calls and all i think that particular stuff is missing and uh, recently i interacted with one of our speakers and one thing what they suggested is uh, uh, it is better to have a virtual coffee conversation kind of thing maybe on weekly basis block say 4:30 to 5 pm and let everybody come and hang over right over a zoom call or whichever platform that they use so that way at least the team camaraderie is going to stay right very true but very interesting and exciting times ahead yes and uh, yeah. now let's talk about the conflicts right how are these conflicts different in physical teams versus virtual teams when i say virtual 100% remote 
versus hybrid, which is a combination of physical plus virtual, mm-hmm. right? Definitely, I mean, I look at workplace conflict in you know kind of I segregate it into three different modes. Yeah, one is the inner conflict, which is happening you know because of the internal dialogue that we normally you know have with ourselves whenever we get into that conflicting mode. Yeah, sometimes these inner dialogues or the inner conflicts you know add more fuel to the fire. Yeah, that is one. Second is the interpersonal, yeah? having a conversation within the team, conflicts happening within the teams, and then intergroup. Now that you know, almost all the industries, all the organizations, you know, across industry, we work globally. Yeah, there is a, an interaction, collaboration with the global teams. When we are talking about three different conflict modes, conflicting modes, right? As far as the reasons behind all these conflicts are almost the same, irrespective of team model or the business model we adapt to. But the difference happens in the way we approach these conflicts. Yeah, uh, one quick example what I can give you is you know when uh, two people meet in person when they talk, right? Even if the the matter being discussed is going to create any conflict because of the tone being used during the conversation, if the body language is soft, right, that is going to help you know not creating any conflict or in case of any conflict there will be a resolution. But when we are uh, you know. looking at people virtually sometimes you know we keep our videos off most of the times whenever i'm even when i'm taking corporate sessions and all i have to kind of you know tell people to switch off the you know switch on the video because understanding looking at the faces and understanding what is going on you know behind those faces is critical during the conflicting scenario when we are not able to look at each other the conflicting scenario is going to there, there is going to be more fuel added to that uh, you know scenario which is, so here we cannot have a single solution for all across the you know business model we have to handle it very carefully yeah handle with care is something that you know we have to keep in our mind that tagging is something that we have to carry all along whenever there is a conflict the approach needs to be created based on the team structure we cannot have the you know older techniques which we we used to use anymore yeah we have to have a have a different approach depending on each and every uh, business model or the team model that we adapt to so as far as the conflicts are concerned the reasons are almost the same but the approach needs to be completely completely different yeah it is very important that you know organizations invest right in this you know conflict resolution process that that would be my response here anami the underlying reasons will be same however you are going to handle something which we have to focus on now let's talk about the role of a leader right because leader is someone who actually manages and leads the team and at times right when his or her team members get into conflict he or she should be the one who should resolve those conflicts so what's your take on what the role of a leader in the conflict management process yes, definitely definitely i mean actually when it comes to conflict right it is commonly perceived that it is the leader's responsibility to resolve it yeah this it is a common perception across the globe so especially now that we are getting into this virtual you know hybrid mode and all along with all the other you know personal challenges each one of us are you know going through role of a leader in conflict management as you know is becoming tougher and tougher every day which is something that i have been you know seeing as a part of my coaching conversation with the senior suite and you know ccuite clients see one thing that you know here i would like to share again navin as a you know since we are all working from home uh, there is something that i do binge watching something on linkedin yeah 
I'm going to quote something from the you know series that I you know I watched recently, just from Good Doctor. This Good Doctor is all about you know different scenarios which are happening in the hospital in San Jose, uh, you know, California, in USA. So there is a scene where the patient is about to get the liver transplantation. Before you know, before the patient getting into the surgery, twenty four hours before the surgery, they take all the blood reports and then you know they scrutinize the blood result and all. That is when a surgeon identifies that this uh, particular patient has consumed alcohol. Yeah, when there is an alcohol in the bloodstream, the patient cannot undergo any surgery that to liver transplantation. So, as per the protocol, they cannot do that surgery. But if not the surgery, the liver will be you know given to the you know other person who is waiting for that liver. The donor liver will not you know be kept you know safeguarded for this particular patient. If not the surgery, there is a high possibility of this patient dying very soon, probably in a day, in a few days or few weeks. So there is a conflicting scenario. There is a conference, uh, there is a discussion where all these sur- surgeons get together. Some are you know uh, for and you know, supporting the surgery. Some are against the surgery. Now the responsibility is in the hands of the head of the surgeon. Yeah, he has to take a call whether to go ahead with the surgery or not. if something happens during the surgery if the patient dies because you know during the surgery or after the surgery it's going to be the hospital uh, the authorities will scrutinize what happened and then to- hospital management is going to be in a toss if not the surgery the patient may die you know it's like a life and death of a human being when this head of surgeon is put into that uh, you know conflicting scenario he reaches out to the president of the hospital in a way is kind of head of all yeah he is seeking support mentoring support from the president the president asks only one question to the head of the surgeon what do you want to become a great surgeon or a great president of the hospital prima facie if you look at the question raised by this president of the hospital it may look like you know he is trying to support the personal growth or the professional growth of this head of the surgeon but if we delve deeper there is a different meaning altogether here i am not going to reveal you know what is the decision being made i'll leave it to the audience to watch the episode coming back to the question of a role of a leader in conflict management it is very important to understand the bigger picture yeah understanding the bigger picture is very important for a leader before he or she takes any decision when it comes to the conflicting scenario there are three different recommendations that i would you know give it to all the you know leaders who are listening to this podcast one is you have to build more leaders you should have experts around you so that whenever you are put in a situation you cannot always rely on the you know higher management you know you should have a supporting structure the trust circle along with you which can happen when you build a, build more leaders yeah that is the first uh, suggestion that i have second is delegation you know most of the times what happens with the leaders you know as a part of conflict management they want to solve everything they want to get in there you know solve a b c d till you know z here delegating certain responsibilities are very important so that you know the leader can focus on the criticality of the conflict conflicting scenario and then the third psychological safety there is you know this particular word has been making rounds you know some people they understand what it is some people they don't yeah so the psychological safety in the whole ecosystem needs to be there need to be there yeah when we say psychological safety it is not only in the team that leader belongs to it should be there across functions across teams then only 
managing conflict will be easier for any leader here so this is where you know coaching having a coach or a mentor will help you know, there should be an internal coach or a mentor who can help these leader to make the right decision even you know guiding them in building more leaders delegating you know work and creating that psychological safety to achieve all these having a mentor or a coach will help if not an internal you know mentor or a coach i would highly recommend organizations start looking at hiring an external you know coach here or a mentor here creating that ecosystem is again very very critical here navin i'm i'm really curious what happened in the web series yes yes please <laughs> good doctor okay i'm going to watch that and uh, thanks for clarifying about the leader's role now let's flip the coin and ask about what should be the role of an employee in the overall conflict management yes definitely this is a great question i'm so happy to respond to this question because as i mentioned earlier when there is a conflict you know everybody will be looking at the leader yeah the manager who is the head of that particular team or the group i would like to stress the fact that each one of the employees in that particular team or a group each one of them have the responsibility to solve that conflict yeah you me and everybody in there so what exactly happens when it comes to the employees uh, you know and then the role of an employee in the in conflict management uh, one quick example i would like to give here you know be it a fresher or mid level you know employee when somebody is joining a new organization one of the factor influencing that decision is the brand value or the perception created by the founder you know one example what we can take is infosys which is a you know commonly known organization whatever the perception the brand value of that particular organization created by mr narayan murthy who is one of the founders still it carries a huge value because he is a huge tall leader you know who has been seen as a role model a visionary when an employee joins infosys you know he will have the perception of what who mr narayan murthy is yeah the reporting manager be it who you know he or she or you know whoever it may be if they don't play that role you know like mr narayan murthy there is going to be a perception change in that employee's mind that can create a huge conflict this is this is something that you know i have been seeing day in and day out you know we normally see the reason for conflict as you know, so many common factors like you know there is a system issue cultural you know fitness or the organizational cultural issues and all but you know it may even be the perception created in the employee's mind before even he or she joins that organization so here delving deeper into the mindset you know the self awareness part of is critical so there are couple of pointers that i would like to share for the employees who are a part of this conflicting scenario whether you are a leader or not i would like you to consider you know yourself as a leader yeah whatever role that you know be the role that you, you may be playing you are the leader for your life yeah because you are taking critical decisions for your growth right so you are a leader when i say you are a leader you are accountable for what is happening yeah so t- you know be accountable for what is happening don't wait for anybody to give you some instruction or you know you can follow somebody's path no this cannot happen because we are in uka world that is something that we have to keep in mind then the second is instead of looking at the conflict from the you know shallow perspective or from the you know external perspective i would say delve deeper understand where exactly this particular conflict starts address it then and there and then decide where should you invest your energy yeah whether in the problem or in the solution see we cannot always look at the solution there are areas where we have to delve deeper into the problem identify the root cause then only we will be able to you know bring in the solution so second point i would like to highlight here is understand where it start 
it is the responsibility of an employee don't wait for an for a leader or somebody else to give you the solution here then the third and then the most important point here i would like to highlight is understand the escalation mechanism in your organization you should have an ability to quickly decide whether you can handle something on your own or you should take it to the next level as a part of the escalation architecture that the organization may be having right sometimes not escalating on time you know creates more damage than the original conflict yeah this is something that i have been you know witnessing every day yeah with almost with you know 90% of my clients you know they have not taken the action at the right time yeah and the fourth point is about the skill yeah you have to enhance or build that assertiveness be it in your communication or in the behavior that you show as you are showcasing assertive behavior assertive communication is a skill that you have to build or enhance depending on which level you are in. fifth point if you are not able to handle something on your own get help it could be your immediate manager or a super boss or you know it could be even a peer yeah, who can help you manage that uh, you know conflicting scenario by looking at it from the third party you know perspective if not if you don't have anybody in your circle you can be a part of some community where you can have some mentor or hire a coach like you know somebody like me or anybody for that matter yeah have a coach address conflict when it is in the you know but stage you know getting it you know grow to a different level and then trying to solve it will you know te- make that process really tedious you know uh, there is there is a con- you know conflict happens within us yeah there is an emotional roller coaster right that we may have to you know go through if not cut at the uh, you know bad level fabulous inputs uh, subha i i would like to add my two cents here in terms of what worked for me ha huh. like uh, typically whenever i start or when i embark on a new project or join a new team and all i try to explain my working style okay i tell them hey guys uh, let's be very open let's be very candid and in case if something goes wrong you can tell me on my face likewise if you are able to as you said if you are able to deal it at the bud stage it will be very simple and people will be e- easy to go right as as and when it gets delayed and delayed and yeah. the murkier it gets right yeah absolutely so what <laughs> you in fact you know this is a beautiful input that you have given navin you know setting the take you know stakeholder expectation yeah right? so yeah. this is like a common you know thread be it a leader or a team member right yeah. setting the expectation right will not even you know allow any conflict to happen in that scenario that's right that's right and and providing immediate feedback yes. something is not not going well or even if something is going well also it's better to appreciate then and there itself rather than waiting for the year end appraisal or a quarterly appraisal kind of thing very right very right yeah fantastic yeah fantastic conversation so far subha so i think we have been discussing a lot about this conflict uh, hybrid work spaces so on and so forth let's try to lighten up the conversation for today sure <laughs> Okay, let's spice it up. I'm going to fire a quick rapid fire round and uh, if you are ready, we'll get started. Sure, 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 sure. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is the one which we introduced off late, okay, okay. for the last uh, 80 odd episodes or so, and uh-huh. this is uh, really going well. <laughs> awesome, awesome. And let me fire the first bullet, Subha. Yes, sir. Given a chance to time travel, would you choose past or future? Interesting question. Yeah, future. <laughs> 
definitely future because you know fun and you know, beauty lies in not knowing what is happened to you know what is going to happen next right yeah. so i am in fact whatever is happening right now with you know pandemic work from home hybrid model and all i'm really curious to see the future especially what is the course correction this pandemic has you know brought us you know what is the learning that you know we are all to have yeah in depth definitely future <laughs> <laughs> interesting let me move on given a chance which celebrity would you like to meet celebrity i would like to meet okay um, see there is one person i want to meet uh, but that is not going to happen but still i would like to mention her name louise hay yeah uh, she has been a mentor or a coach or a role model to so many people out there you know living in, on this earth unfortunately we lost her i think in a few few i think a year back or something in fact her book you know how to heal your life has been a catalyst to many out there in fact that uh, brought in a huge change in my life you know altogether in my thought process towards certain you know conflicting scenarios challenges uh, whatever i am today i owe it to that book and then louise you know whenever i get into any you know low mode or a challenging mode first thing i surrender to is louise's affirmations yeah this has been a great uh, you know help for me and many others out there but i won't be able to see her but i would like to meet her <laughs> Yeah good one I I think I have listened to her book as well like yes. I, it's very interesting and a lot of uh, eye opening insights I would say all right so moving on I'll ask my next question which technology or invention would you like to see <laughs> it's interesting okay see now that ai is in an artificial intelligence is in place right we can yeah. i think we can achieve whatever we want to yeah so if we can you know invent something which will help us to prioritize peace of mind then all other stuff yeah be it happiness money whatever we name it right if we can have some system which will you know automate our you know prioritizing peace of mind that would be great navin <laughs> that would be the best selling gadget i would say yes yes <laughs> and since you mentioned about money no. here comes my next question money or fame ha ah, okay so this is again a different perspective i am going to share money because <laughs> money is not a bad word as long as i earn right i do my job well and then i earn well fame will follow yeah, yeah. so money agreed yeah all right so let me fire the last bullet out of the rapid fire what would be the one message that you like to give to your own younger version subha okay okay this is a beautiful question i have i have you know thought through this multiple times i would definitely say super proud of yourself subha <laughs> yeah uh, so can continue to reinvent as and when you know necessary and march ahead this is what i would say <laughs> i've been uh, observing you uh, since ever since we spoke for the first time and all you have been evolving as well as your coaching strategies and the kind of posts that you are posting on linkedin everything right has changed and i see that consistent and uh, continuous uh, evolution so which is very inspiring thank you thank you so much all right so after that amazing rapid fire let's flip back to the mainstream and i'm going to ask you one final question for today's episode So super what will be your one piece of advice to those aspiring to make big in their lives okay uh, okay see as mentioned earlier right be it a student or a fresher or a mid level or a leader majorly as long as you have that business acumen which is very important to move ahead in a in your career yeah so understand the big picture of your organization and align it with your higher purpose there is a vision for the organization and then there should be a vision for each one of us yeah the personal vision and the building an ability to map these two see once this alignment happens right everything will fall in place 
yeah so you will understand where you should dirty your hands you know where you can go peacefully so as long as this mapping happens perfectly as i said you know everything will fall in place nobody or nothing can stop you from moving ahead that that is my one message i mean wow very thought provoking thank you all right i think this has been a fabulous conversation and uh, thank you again for being part of tgv's journey in shaping the careers and lives of millions across the globe it's a pleasure hosting you again and would like to do more and more episodes with you subha definitely any time navin you know interacting with you has been a learning opportunity for me you know uh, because i learn a lot through your posts and then you know the blogging that you have started you know recently as a part of tgv platform and then all these subsets that you have been creating right the ecosystem that you have been creating it's been great i'm you know super glad to be a part of you know, this ecosystem as well and then sure you know we are all going to rock together and then take tgv as a global platform yeah so that's my wish as well yeah very very blessed from my thank you thank you for all the kind words and the tremendous support that you have been providing and really honored to have you part of our network actually right <laughs> all right so so folks before we move into the previous section here is a request to all of you if you have loved the episode just like i did request you to share with at least three of your friends or colleagues who can benefit from tgv thank you so much in advance with that let's uh, cruise into the previous segment of today's episode and today we had a fantastic conversation about uh, conflicts in the hybrid workspaces or the hybrid work environment you know i would like to ask a few questions about conflict management you know how much of the workforce is negatively affected by the workplace hostility i know you are thinking but let me tell you it's about a third to half of the workplace is negatively affected by the workplace hostility and what happens is this will lead to absenteeism and also loss of productivity so on and so forth and in fact uh, 40% of the people who have been surveyed they said they have been bullied in the workplace voluntarily because of that bullying they have left the organization as well right and the cost of bullying in the workplace is about 30000 to 100000 dollars annually okay so now that we have covered on the conflict management in the hybrid workspaces would like to hear from you in terms of how your organization or how you or your leadership is actually managing these workplace conflicts in the hybrid workspaces so request you to leave your comment in case if you are watching it on youtube or else you can visit any of our social media platforms and your comment there and in addition to that um, so folks in case if you have any suggestions related to the topics and if you know any excellent speaker or a thought leader who can add value to tgv just reach out to us you email us at the guiding voice for as a digit you as a letter at redgmail.com so that's all for today thank you so much for tuning in and but there is more in store so stay tuned take care be safe until next time bye bye we're signing off for today see you all in the next episode with another wonderful guest and cover some interesting topics